All right, John chapter 15. We're going to pick it up in verse 1 and just go through verse 12. Hear the word of God this morning. I am the true vine, and my father is the the vine dresser, not wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit in itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And here's our I am statement, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you cannot do anything If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you may bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my command, that you love one another as I have loved you. I want to just pray this morning over the reading of God's word. God, though we physically just heard my words, it is your word that has been spoken. And it's your word that brings life. It is your word that brings us from darkness to light and from the depths of despair into the joy that you have promised if we abide in you, Christ. So help us to abide Teach us to abide. And when we leave this room, God, please let us just see how glorious you are and how magnificent you truly are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is a very, um, this is, uh, first, this is the last I am statement that Jesus gives. Uh, In fact, this is probably his last sermon that he's given to his boys right before he is being led to crucifixion and then three days later resurrection. And he says that I am the vine, you are the branches. And this is an image that was very familiar with uh, the Jewish listeners and the disciples as much as not really familiar language for us today unless you own a wine uh, vineyard. But and if you do, you can call me because uh, it's Pastor Appreciation Day, right? Um, I'm just kidding. Not really. Um, this is image and language used throughout the Old Testament. In fact, uh, this is a description found in Isaiah chapter 5. And we're basically uh, the people of God, the children of God, the Israelites are described as a vine. However, um, things go very wrong. And so God begins to describe a judgment that is going to come. And so Jesus steps right into the scene with his disciples and says, listen, that vine that you were supposed to be, that you never could measure up to be, I'm the guy. 
You know, you tried to work your way into being the vine in this vineyard that was so pleasing and, and so good, but you couldn't do it. So Jesus comes into our place and he says, listen, all of this, this work that you're trying to put into being this Messiah, you can take that weight off now. And Jesus just gives them this simple truth that I am that which you could never become. And you can rest in that because he is the vine and we are the branches. And I want to just go through just a couple of things uh, because a couple of these verses, they kind of get a little hairy. In verse verse number two, it says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So there's two types of branches that he describes. And and I would call this first branch the Judas branch, right? Judas is the guy who who would just soon after his words betray Jesus um, and, and betray him. And so you have this appearance of people who maybe they look the religious part, maybe they say the religious words, but in actuality they are not abiding in Christ. And notice what Jesus says to him, because this seems a little harsh what Jesus is saying. Like sometimes our image of Jesus is like loving and kind and gracious. And yes, that is the image of Jesus. But in his loving kindness, look what he does to the people who are not abiding in him. The people who are on the external, uh, they look like they got it together like Judas did. What does it say he does? He gathers them, he throws them away, and he puts them in the eternal flame of fire. Right? That's kind of how I read this when I'm reading this. And then there's another branch. It's the people who are abiding in Christ. And don't you get like this sense of like, look what he does for those who are abiding. Did you catch that? He prunes. That wasn't the right answer, Siri. Like, gee, thanks, Jesus. He prunes you. That is not, you don't have to be embarrassed. It's totally fine. That doesn't seem right, does it? I don't know if you've ever worked in a garden back in Georgia. Like, we'd have this thing called humidity. And, and I would recommend you never visit the South because of the humidity. Like, yesterday I was watching the Auburn game. Y'all pray for me. It's tough being an Auburn fan. And I'm surprised Julie and Stephen came up after they witnessed what kind of person I am watching a football game. It's madness. But anyway, hush your mouth. You could see on every person's face the sweat. And they were all red. Like this is what the South offers. But with that humidity, you could plant a lot of great things. And if you know some things about planting, maybe you're planting with fruits or vegetables, or I don't know if you have these things called roses. We had rose bushes in Georgia. And so at the end of the year, you'd cut them off, right? Cut off the flowers. And so what would happen? New growth, more growth happens. You ever felt like you're in a season of God just pruning and cutting things out of your life that feels incredibly painful, right? This is the image that God gives us. This is not some type of easy feeling that is going to, you take scissors and you cut the flower off. This is what Jesus says that he does for those who are abiding in him. A painful process. But why? Why does he prune us? 
And I would just suggest that if you're being pruned, it's because Jesus loves you. It's because Jesus has you exactly where he wants you. Why? Why would Jesus prune? Why would he give us this, this somewhat promise of if you are in Christ, if you are abiding in the vine, God prunes you so that more growth can come, so that you can grow more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. That's a good promise, although it is not a very um, uplifting one, right? Although it is not one that, that brings the masses. In fact, I'm sure if there were some religious leaders who actually may have caught ear or wind of this message, they probably would have said, no, that's not right. So let's talk about abiding and just bearing this fruit. Look what he says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch, verse four, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. There is a deep theological truth happening in here. You can do what you want to do. And it'll take you nowhere in life. Or you can be abiding in Christ and not you, but Christ in you will take you. This is an incredible truth that he gives us. And this is not the fruit of your works, right? Don't equate this fruit to being some religious, moralistic type of work that you have to do. I checked off going to church on Sunday. I just bore fruit right there. You see? See how good I am? Right? This isn't the type of fruit he's talking about. When you get this image of fruit, don't you think of Galatians chapter 5? The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Verse 22 of Galatians 5 is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is what he's talking about. And how are these fruit? How is this fruit bearing out in your life? It's not because of you. It's the Holy Spirit working through you. This is not Christ calling us to obey everything. This is Christ calling you to abide in him. This isn't about commands and this isn't about moralistic, religious duties that you have to do. This is a command for God. Listen, just abide in me. And when you are abiding in Christ, you are rooted deeply in him. You know what happens? The fruit of the Spirit is bearing out in your life. And notice that this is the fruit of the Spirit, right? And not the fruits of the Spirit. You know, sometimes when we think about bearing fruit, they're like, you know what? I need to get a little better at joy. And so you just focus on joy. But that's not how this text works. It is an all-inclusive fruit where if you're just bearing one piece of this, you're probably lacking in all of them and you're not probably bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Let me keep reading in verse 6. He says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown like a branch and withers, thrown into the fire and burn. And then in verse 7, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, this is not Jesus as your genie in the bottle. Amen? 
This isn't, you know what, Jesus, today, I think you're going to just bless me with, I don't know, a million dollars. Y'all should have said amen right there, right? <laughs> Unless you are banking in it. This is not like you get out your like wish list of things that will, you think will satisfy you. This is not what Jesus is talking about. This is when your heart aligns with the heart of God. That's what he's talking about. When your heart aligns with what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Jesus, I need you to help me in my marriage. That's a good prayer. Jesus, I need you to help me in my understanding of my faith. That's an incredible prayer. Jesus, I need you to help me abide in you. That's a good, solid prayer. And the answer is he will do it. And the answer is, is when you are aligned with the will and the kingdom of God, you ask those prayers. God, I need you to rain your kingdom down here in Cedar City. That's an incredible prayer. And he'll answer it. God, I need you to bring revival in the hearts of these men and women in this city. That's a remarkable prayer, and God will answer it. That's what he's talking about. I haven't answered this question, though. What does it mean to abide in Christ, right? So look what he says in verse 10. If you just keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Okay, So I see that if I obey his commands, then I abide in his love. That's not what he just said. If you abide in his love, then you will obey his commands. Don't get that twisted. It is not a work your way up and then you'll kind of get this reign of love from Christ. It's just simple. Ever notice how all of the invitations of Jesus are just that simple? Just believe. Just abide in me. If you just abide in me, then that fruit will come out of your life. But all you have to do is just abide in Christ. What what does abiding in Christ look like? I don't want to make this a set of religious rules. I don't think that's the point of this. But I think it's just simply being about the way of the kingdom of God. That's what abiding in Christ looks like. It's growing in your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what abiding in Christ looks like. It could be you gathering with the believers. could be that. Because that does grow us, right? It could be you reading the word of God. That does grow you. It could be your prayer life. That does grow you. These are simple things that Christ is saying, just abide with me. Now, I think a fair question to ask is, is what is robbing you like of these affections for God? Like what is robbing you from your time? What's robbing you from your time with the Lord? What's robbing you from wanting to go after more of Jesus? It's a fair question to ask. What's robbing you and keeping you from abiding in Jesus? Like, I think there's always these two parallels that we have, right? It's, it's the parallel of Jesus being the shepherd. We follow Jesus, but some of us are following uh, a hired hand, right? 
it's, it's the idea of Jesus being the door, but sometimes we want to make some other door the way. So there's all these parallels that Jesus is talking about with these I am statements, and the same applies here. He's the vine, and some of us are chasing after something else where we think we'll grow, and we think we'll, we'll have satisfaction. But the offer is simple. Jesus is the vine. He is the one we are in connection and relationship with. What is robbing you and keeping you from your affections from the Lord? Is it a relationship? Is it money? Is it all of these different things that the world is throwing at all of us all of the time? What's keeping us from that? And I just want to go through this last commandment that he says here, which is, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. That's what abiding looks like. That's what abiding in Jesus looks like. Saying you love Jesus but not doing what he says, that's not abiding in Jesus. Saying you abide in Jesus and you acting like a complete moron and a turd to everybody around you, that's not abiding in Jesus. I probably use the word turd too many times in the sermon. (laughs) Saying you abide in Jesus but you treat your spouse like trash is probably not abiding in Jesus. You love, it's simple, love Jesus, love others. That's what abiding in Jesus looks like. And I've had to repent from this one thing this week right here. Because the devil was real this week in my life. Right? I had to say multiple times, not today, Satan. Okay? And it was a challenge for me also. So just a few questions, and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask the guys to come up here. Like, the question really that Jesus is presenting is, is this image of the vine and the branch, is that are you abiding in him? If you're producing fruit, you're abiding in Jesus. If, you're, if you are experiencing the pain of pruning you're abiding in Jesus. If your prayers are getting answered, you're abiding in Jesus. And if they're not, you continue to go after the Lord. You're abiding in Jesus. If you have this joy that he talks about, my joy and your joy will be complete. You're abiding in Jesus. These are great indicators. If you have a genuine love for God's people, you're abiding in Jesus Christ. Just a few thoughts and a few questions, and then I'm going to pray. Like if there are areas of your life where God has been pruning you, I just want to encourage you, trust that he is doing this for your good. Trust that where Jesus is pruning you, it's a good thing. You may not understand it now, and I don't certainly understand a lot of this. Why we're pruned, the, the reasons and all these things. I don't really get it. But you know, like later down the, the road, that was really country, down the road, later on the road, right? And, and you've grown a little bit and 
you can kind of look back on your past and say, you know what, I, I, I see that was actually God doing that for my good. I'm not saying this is all pain and trauma. I'm not saying that at all. But maybe some of the pain and maybe some of the pruning you're experiencing is because God is wanting to grow you more in him. Maybe the other thing is what are some unhealthy things you've done that, are, that you're trying to find life in, that you're trying to find your joy in outside of the true vine? Where are you trying to get that satisfaction, in other words? Where, this is all that Jesus is pressing. True satisfaction is in him. Life is in him only. That's what all of these I am statements Jesus has been proclaiming for us to get our eyes off of ourselves and others and focus them on Jesus Christ. So may we have eyes to see the true vine and the satisfaction and joy that he brings so that in him he has joy and through him we have joy. Let me pray for us this morning.